All right. Well, let me start off by saying good morning, Ridge. Man, I'm so glad. Are y'all excited to be here this morning? I am so glad to be in worship with you this morning. Whether you're here for our live services, it's so good to see so many people um, here for our live services. Um, Or if you're worshiping with us online. Man, we are so glad that you... uh, Out of everywhere you could be online, you chose to worship with the Ridge, and we're excited about that. But y'all, I'm really excited because today we're beginning a brand new series, and we've been kind of, over the past five weeks, we've been kind of building up to this series, okay? The the last series um, was dealing with everything that we think about, trying to think about what we think about, Um, and it's kind of building up to this one that deals with fear, And I really wanted to take some time to cover this topic because of everything. Oh my goodness. And we touched on this like five weeks ago, but let me bring this up again. Just man, everything that's going on in the world right now is just crazy. Like I I don't know if, if you're reading the news like I am, but for a minute, let's just try to cut through everything, um, that's going on, like all the different things that are happening right now in the world. And let's just try to focus on one thing. Uh, let's focus on the pandemic. Let's focus on COVID-19 just for a minute. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm just going to be honest. I've been, a little, I've been a little scared about this whole sickness thing. Let, let me see by raise of hands, how many of y'all at some point over the past, let's say three or four months, have you been a little scared of this pandemic thing? It's okay. Yeah, there's, a lot of us have, man. I have. And let me see if any of these fears, maybe online too, maybe you can relate to some of the fears I've had. Let me share a couple with you. There's the obvious fear of just getting sick. In fact, I have started doing this thing where I overanalyze, see if any of y'all do this, okay? Maybe I'm the only crazy one, but I overanalyze everything and I turn it into COVID. Do y'all do this? Okay, I start to get a headache and because I got a headache, then, then I start to feel something in my throat and then something tastes funny and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm losing my taste with my throat and my he- I got it, man, I got it when I don't really have it. But like that's the kind of fear sometimes that, that, that I live with. There's also the fear of being around somebody that's exposed. And I think we've all been there where we're waiting for somebody else's test results to come back in to see if they've, and it's gotten to the point now where if you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, then you could have, you know, then, then you got to be careful. You got to watch out. And so every member in my family, we've all had to wait for somebody else's test results to come back in to see if they've had it, to see if we need to be quarantined. And, you know, in those days of waiting, I got to tell you, man, I'm a little scared. There's also the fear of isolation. Like if I get it, my biggest fear is that I don't want to be isolated, like, I don't want to be away. I don't want to not be in church on Sunday. I don't want to not be here with y'all. Like, I, I don't want to be alone. I want to be with my family, around my family for two reasons. Number one, I don't like being by myself because I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I'm a little needy, um, especially when I'm sick. Um, but number two is that I tend to throw myself into work. And, you know, some people are like, well, two weeks, man, that's just kind of like a staycation. But not for me, man. I, I, I just don't, I like being around everybody. So I'm a little f- afraid of the isolation. There's also, see if this one rings true for me. There's the fear of forgetting my mask, okay? How many of y'all continue to walk back to your car because you forget your mask? Let me say yes. I think I log more steps walking back to my car than I do in my jogging in the mornings. Um, but it's crazy, speaking of forgetting masks, 
we have this deal where if we have a meeting in the church office, we've got one big room, and so you've got to wear your mask into the room, and then once you're seated and we're six feet apart, then you can take your mask off. And I just remember somebody forgot their mask. They walked in, they forgot their mask. And the whole time, they, they opened the door, realized they forgot their mask, so they put their hand over their face, and they yelled the whole time, forgot my mask, forgot my mask, forgot my mask, until they got to where they could be seated. And um, it kind of reminded me of what used to happen in Old Testament times in the scripture. Like if somebody was sick, they used to have to yell unclean. And sometimes like I feel that way if I forget my mask. It's like, don't stay, stay away from me, stay away from me. So there's a whole lot of fears that I have about this whole thing, about getting sick, about the isolation, about forgetting my mask, about what I've seen it do and how it's affected other people. And I don't know, maybe you can relate to some of those. Or maybe you don't have any of those fears. And you've moved on past the pandemic and you've moved on past the masks, but chances are there's something that gets you. Like whether it's happening in your family or whether it's happening at work or just when you scroll through your news app and between the fires and the hurricanes and the racial tensions and the election and the economy and the furloughs and the layoffs and the bailouts, there's so much out there right now. I mean, I don't know if y'all are aware of this, but apparently the world is ending and Jesus is coming back, okay? I think tomorrow, actually, okay? So y'all better get right, all right? Listen, There's a lot out there right now that just wants to take control over us. So what's the answer? Like, what do we do in the midst of so much uncertainty? In the midst of so much fear? Like, do we ignore it all and just have faith? Or do we run out and stock up on toilet paper? Because apparently that's what you do when everything's coming to an end, right? So here's what I want to do today. I want to talk about our perspective as Christ followers during uncertain times. Okay, when we're afraid, and I'll start off with a little lesson that I've learned in the middle of all this, in the middle of all the fears that I just related to you, is here's what I'm learning and here's what God is teaching me, is that I'm not going to worry about the future, but I'm going to focus on today. Like, I, I can't project what's going to happen long-term in the future. I'm going to have to leave that up to God. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on right here and right now. Because what's going on in the middle of all this craziness is this just too hard to project out three months or two months or even a week from now. So you know what I've had to learn to do? And one of the things that God has taught me in all this, because I'm not a very patient person, is that I'm going to have to leave everything in the future, all my worries and cares about what could happen next. And right now, today, today is what I'm going to concentrate on. And this is a good reminder If you tend to get worried, if you tend to be afraid about things that are coming, these these are the words that Jesus spoke to us. This is the advice that he gave us back in Matthew chapter 6. So if you got your message notes, let's go ahead and open those up. If you're worshiping with us online, go on the Ridge app and you can follow along. Um, We got some fill in the blanks, but starting off in Matthew 6, I want to share this piece of scripture with you. Jesus says this. He says, so don't be anxious about tomorrow. Okay, what... Tomorrow, whatever's happening in the future, whatever's happening months from now, whatever's happening next week, don't be anxious about the pandemic, who the next Supreme Court justice is going to be, what your salary is going to be at the end of the year, if next year is going to get any better, if they're ever going to find a cure for this thing. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't be anxious about that. Keep reading why. He says, because God will take care of your tomorrow too. I love 
I love the fact that Jesus says, and Matthew adds too. In other words, in all that God is doing in the world, in all that God is taking care of, okay, in all that God is a part of, in, in, in the massive everything that has to do with keeping this world held together, he is in your tomorrow, okay? He is in your tomorrow too, Okay, no matter what's going on, he is ahead of you. He's already there. He's already taking care of it. So what are you called to do? Like, what's our response in light of that? Matthew says, Jesus, Jesus says, live one day at a time. Focus. Focus today. Now, again, this is a little bit different. Okay, like we said in our last series, this is uncommon Because what the world wants us to do is the world wants us to get bogged down in the what-ifs and the what-thens. And and let me preface all this by saying it's not wrong to plan and prepare. That's not what I'm trying to say. But it is wrong. What is wrong is to allow our fears to overwhelm us of the things that may or may not ever happen. You know that this is how pundits and commentators and news specialists, you know this is how they make their living, right? Right? They play off of our fears and they project out worst case scenarios so that we'll keep tuning in, so that we'll keep reading, so that we'll keep clicking and learning about stuff that may not ever happen. So you know what we're going to do is that one thing when it comes to our fear is that we're going to let God handle what's in the future and we're going to worry about today. I'm going to worry about what is in front of me right now and what I can do. And what God can do for me in this moment. So, so let me tell you what living in fear can do to us. And why this is so important for us to dig into. Like why, why is it so important for us to overcome the fear we face? I, I got a couple of points here. Let me give you point number one. It, it's because fear paralyzes potential. Okay, fear can paralyze our potential when we keep thinking about what may or may not ever happen in the future. Fear eliminates effectiveness. It can cause us to miss so many different opportunities. When we become afraid, it can keep us from living into the things that God wants us to do or what God has planned for our life. Fear to me is kind of like a governor on a golf cart. Okay, I I don't know, I, I don't play a whole lot of golf, but when I do, there's nothing that's more frustrating than a governor on a golf cart. Just when you're starting to pick up some speed to have a little gremlin under the hood that slams on the brakes and is like, uh, 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 where do you think you're going, Ricky Bobby? You know what I'm talking? Like, you finally start to get somewhere and it slows you down. Fear is like that. Fear pulls us back. It's like a governor on your life that slows you down and keeps you from living into what God wants for you. Number two is this, fear hurts relationships. It can hurt your relationships. Okay, and here's what I mean by that. Fear can cause us to hide ourselves from other people. It can cause us to not say what we're really thinking or or be real around other people. I've seen marriages broken apart because of the fear that just overwhelmed someone. So if that's the case, like, why are we so afraid? to tell people who we really are. It's because sometimes, and we project this on God too, we're like, you know what, sometimes if they know the real me or if I speak, you know, what's on my mind, they may not like me. They may may not love me. They may not accept me. And so I'm gonna, because of that fear, I'm gonna hold it in. I'm gonna stay hidden. Fear makes it really hard to love. It makes it hard to keep commitments. It makes it hard to be real with the people. And then the last one is this. Fear hinders happiness. 
It really does. It, it takes away our joy. This is a good one to end on. Let, let me give you two verses to go along with this. Proverbs 12, it says this. He says, worry can rob you of happiness. And then in Psalm 55, it says, I am worn out. This is King David. King David says, I am worn out by my worries. Have you ever been there? Have you been there before? Like, have you been there in the past couple months? Like, just worn out from everything that's going on? From being afraid of this, that, or the other? Of being worried? I have. I know I have. I think sometimes people are, are more worn out worrying than they are working. Because I think that sometimes we spend more time worrying than we do working. And it just wears us out. So you know what? There's more things that we can cover, but this kind of gets us started right here. These are good for us to be reminded of and a good reason to do the series because, listen, gosh, you never know what's going to happen next. It just seems like it just keeps building and building and building. And I don't want us to live in fear. I don't want to live in fear. You see, I believe that God has amazing things in store for you, and I don't want fear to hold us back, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what you're dealing with personally, whatever's going on in in your home or in your life or in your work or in your relationships. You see, I want you to have godly relationships. I want you to know that you can be known and be fully loved for who you are. I want you to know that you can be happy, that you can find joy, no matter what's going on around you. That's that's one of the reasons that I'm doing this Wednesday night journey group uh, on the book of Philippians is because I want us in the middle of so much craziness right now, I want us to know that we can still have joy, that we can still find happiness, that we don't have to live in fear. So with all that in mind, here's what I want to do next. I want to walk through how we deal with fear. Like as a Christ follower, as a person that that walks in the steps of Jesus, like how are we called to be different? Because we are. We're called to be different. In fact, Romans 12, 2 puts it this way. Here's your next verse. He says, don't be so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking about it. Okay, instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. And that's what we want. We don't want to be so focused on what's going on in the world around us. We don't want that to be what's driving us and driving our next steps and driving what we're planning to do tomorrow or the next. Well, whatever's going on in the world, we want to be focused not on the world but on God. We want to be focused on Him and not this craziness that's happening around us because when we are when he gets our attention when he gets our focus guess what i tend to not let fear overwhelm me but you know what that, that's easier said than done like like that's great to hear like okay let, let's just focus more on god and less on fear okay great that sounds wonderful. but preacher like how do we do that Like, what does it mean to live that out? Like, what can we do to face down whatever fear we have in life? Let me give you a couple of points for that. Number one, we gotta do this. We gotta have faith. We gotta have faith. We're gonna live by faith and not by fear. Okay, faith over fear. That's the title of this whole series because, y'all, that's the number one point, man. That's what we gotta get That's what we got to understand is what it means to live by faith and not by fear of what's going to happen tomorrow. In fact, when Jesus was comforting his disciples in John 14, he says this. 
He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. Jesus is like, listen, in John 14, he's sitting down with his disciples like, this is the last conversation they're gonna have before he's taken away. So he's like, you know what? There's a lot that's coming ahead of us. Okay, you're gonna face a whole lot of stuff in the next couple of weeks, right? But you've also been through a whole lot of stuff as well. So in light of everything that's coming, in light of everything that you've experienced, here's what, here's what I would say is that you believe in God so trust in him. Like have faith in the middle of all that uncertainty, but also Jesus is like, have faith in me. Trust in me. Trust me for your tomorrow. And then in verse 27, in that same chapter, if you read all the way down, he says these words. He says, I am leaving you with a gift. And what's the gift that he gives us? Peace of mind. A peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Listen, I hope that if there's someone in here right now that's living in fear, if you're afraid of what's coming next, I want you to know this promise that comes from Jesus. Because we know Jesus, we can know peace. Okay, because we know him, we can know peace. As Christ followers, the promise, the promise that he gives is that we don't have to live in fear, but we can live in his peace. You know, a few things about this verse is notice that the peace that Jesus offers is something that the world cannot give us. Right? It's a peace that I give is a gift that the world cannot give. This goes back to that Romans 12 verse that I was saying, you know, we're not conformed to the ways of the world because the world doesn't give us peace. Right? What we got to do is we got to be focused on God. So that means at the end of the day, like, I can't find peace by escaping on a television program. Or I can't find peace by escaping to the beach or, or in the latest trend. It might provide a moment of escape, but nothing, nothing provides the lasting peaceful impact that comes through Jesus Christ. Nothing else. The other thing that he says about this piece is that it's a gift. It's a gift. I love it. Jesus is like, listen, I'm going to leave you with a gift. You know, there's nothing better than having somebody leave you a gift. I was away for my birthday and somebody, I came back to the office and somebody had left me a gift on my chair, which is just like amazing. And that person is now my favorite church member. I'm just saying. You know, we love, we love having gifts left for us. So when Jesus was about to ascend into heaven, he leaves the disciples with a gift, the gift of his Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit, the presence of the Spirit is what gives us the peace that we need. So when the rest of the world is living in fear, what we do is we open up the gift that comes from God. And we thank him for the peace that he brings. And one more thing about faith over fear, while we're talking about this, I hope that you understand, going back to that verse where Jesus says, you know what, I'm in your tomorrow too, on top of everything else, God, he's in your life and he is preparing tomorrow. And you know what, nothing catches God by surprise. Whatever you're dealing with right now, okay, I hope you know, like going back to this pandemic thing, like, like this thing did not catch God by surprise. It's not like God was up in heaven and he was like looking down and he was like, oh, wow. Like I didn't notice that that was happening overseas and how spread, you know, I was too focused on the election, you know, this whole, this whole thing going on, you know, but now, whew, good luck with that, right? That's not God. God did not get caught by surprise. No matter what's going on in the world, listen, 
I'm just using that as a big picture thing right now, but no matter what's going on in your life, whatever you're facing right now, it did not catch God by surprise. He is faithful. He's always in control, and he has a plan. And you know what? The the promise that we have in Scripture is that he promises to never leave us. He promises to not forsake us. He also promises to work, like to do good things in the middle of whatever the bad is that's happening. He works in all things, in all ways, and every day. Listen, faith is knowing that God is not going to leave you. Listen to me now. Whatever you're dealing with right now, don't be afraid because God is with you. I hope you're hearing that this morning. Because scripture says if God is with you and God is for you, then who can ever be against you? It's not saying that we don't take precautions. It's not saying that we don't do the things that we need to do. But I'm just saying that there's no need to live in fear because we live with the presence of God. He is with us and he brings peace to us. The second thing that we got to do, number one is that we got to have faith. The second thing we got to do is we got to give love. We got to give love. Love. 1 John 4.18 says this. It says, where God's love is, there is no fear. God's love is the absence of fear. Because God's perfect love, what it does is it drives out the fear that we have. I was reading in Rick Warren, when he talks about this verse, he he talks about the time that he left this verse. He wrote it down in a letter uh, for his wife. And he thought this was a great verse for dealing with love. And so he gave her the letter and put, all he did was he put 1 John 4, 18 in the letter and she got so mad. He was like, I could not understand why she got so upset about 1 John 4, 18. And then it dawned on him that he forgot the, the one in 1 John. Instead, he put John 4, 18. And John 4, 18 is the woman at the well where Jesus is talking to her. And it says, the fact is you've had five husbands and the man you have now is not your husband. <laughs> Not the best verse to leave for your wife, okay? So don't forget the one in 1 John 4.18. Listen, go back to that, uh, (laughs) Drew, go back to that other verse. 1 John 4.18, where God's love is, man, there, there is no fear in the presence of God's love. Fully developed love, it expels fear. Fear and love can't exist together. Now, there are two ways, two ways that love neutralizes fear. Let me give you those two ways. Number one is to accept Jesus. And by accepting Jesus, if you're a Christ follower, you're like, number one, already done it, got it, checked off my list. Listen, listen. You've got to live in God's love every day. You've got to be reminded of God's love every day. You need to understand God's unconditional love and how it covers you. Do you know, it's crazy to think, like if we just woke up and we, at least some point during the day, we thought about the fact that Jesus gave up glory in heaven to come to this earth to die for us, to remove our sins so that we could be in his presence and so that we could inherit eternal life with him forever. Like that's a lot to take in. That's a lot to focus on. But when I think about that, I begin to understand just how much he loves me. Just how much his love covers me. And if he loves me that much, and he's willing to do that, even if there were no, even if there was nobody else on this, even if you weren't here and it was just me, God would have done that. And if he loves me that much, then he must care about me and he must care about my tomorrow and whatever I'm facing next. You see, it's just like that with, with my relationship 
with my amazing wife, Shannon. You're right. Like, if, if I say that I love her, then I'm going to care about the things that she cares about. I'm going to want to help her. I'm going to want to love her. I'm going to want to provide in those areas where she needs it the most. It's the same thing with God's love, even more. So what I got to do is I got to accept Jesus' love every day and realize that his love, man, it covers me. And when I allow myself to be covered in the love of God, then I realize that he's not only with me now, but he's in my tomorrow. And he's preparing everything ahead of me. The second thing when it comes to love and neutralizing fears, if we got to love, we got to serve others. We got to serve others. I got to be willing to love other people. And when I do, that pushes fear out. But you see, the biggest problem to this is that we're selfish. We tend to be selfish. Without Jesus in our lives, we are automatically born selfish. And, and you, know how I, you know how I can say this, and, and you know how you know that this is true, is because we've never had to teach a child to be selfish. We've never had to teach a child to yell, mine, right? You've never had to sit little, like I've never had to sit little Johnny down and be like, you know what? Hey, listen, when your friends come over to play today, like what, and they want to play with your toys, like what I want you to do is I want you to snatch your toy back, maybe give them a little shove and yell mine as loud as you can. Like you don't have to teach a child to do that, right? They just automatically, that's what they do because we're born naturally selfish. But, but as Christ followers, what we need to learn to do is we got to let go of that selfish pride and we got to reflect the true nature of Christ. You see, back to this whole thing of Jesus leaving glory. Jesus left glory. He came down to be one of us. And he is our example of what it means to love other people. In fact, Paul says this in Philippians 2, 3. He says, when you do things, he says, when you do things, do not let selfishness or pride be your guide. Don't be selfish. Instead, be humble. And give more honor to others than you do to yourself. Like, that's the key. Notice that he doesn't say, like, when everything's going crazy, freak out and go buy up all the toilet paper you can possibly get. Right? Which is what we tend to naturally do. Right? Paul says, no, 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 that's not the answer. That's not the key. Like, that's not how to drive out fear of what's ahead. Paul says, listen, listen. He says, what I want you to do is I want you to pay attention to others. Not just yourself. I want you to serve others. You become more like Christ. And the love that comes from that, what it does is when you're loving other people, fear and love can't exist together. When you're focused on others and you're loving them, that will push the fear. And that will push the anxiety out. I think the best example of this is the early church in Acts chapter 2. If you go back and you read about the very first church, y'all... You think it's a crazy time with everything going on in the world right now. Man, it was crazy in that first church. Christians were being persecuted. Some lost their homes. Some lost their families. Some even lost their lives. But you know what they weren't doing? They weren't hoarding stuff for themselves, which is what we tend to do. When we get afraid, we go out and do whatever we can, and we worry about number one. They weren't freaking out what they did is that they became consumed with caring for each other. In Acts 2.44, it says this. He says, all believers were together and they shared. 
They shared everything. Man, they weren't selfish. Man, they were selling their property. They were selling their possessions to anybody. They were giving everything that they had to anybody who needed it. And it's because of the love that they had for one another. That attitude of loving someone else and serving someone else, you know what? It, it, it cast out all the fear that they had. And Scripture says that that type of love, man, people were joining the church more and more every day. You see, I believe that God can use these crazy times that we're in. Just like he did for that first church in Acts. I think, I think in the same way, with everything that's going on right now, I think people are looking. Right? They're looking for God's love in the middle of so much fear. And we get to share that love with others. And when we do, and when we focus on the love of God, and when we take the focus off ourselves, and we choose to love other people, man, pushes whatever we're afraid of, whatever that might be in your life right now, it just pushes it away. So we're not going to live like the world. What are we going to do? We're going to live by faith. We are going to love with the love that comes from God. And that brings us to the last point. Number three is this. And that was leading me to sharing his light. We got to share his light. We got to spread his word. We don't hide the message of God. Especially when things are going crazy. Especially when we're afraid. Jesus said it this way. He says, listen, he says, you're the light of the world. He says, a, a city on a hilltop that can't be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for everyone to see so that everyone will what? So they'll praise God. So they'll praise their heavenly Father because of the light that you're shining for God. Shannon and I recently, for our anniversary, we took an uh, impromptu trip out to Santa Fe just for fun. Um, we're trying to touch all the states, and New Mexico is one of them. So we went out to Santa Fe, and um, one day we took a drive up to a, a lookout point on top of a mountain, you know, just to make out for a little bit, you know. Um, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Y'all, she is going to kill me for saying that. <laughs> I'm pray, uh, just teasing. I'm teasing. But I don't know about you, but driving up to the top of this mountain, nothing scares me more now. I don't know if it's the fear of getting older and heights, but just driving along the edge of this cliff, oh, it just scares me so much. But I remember looking down at the bottom and looking at the houses on top of this hill and just the little lights at night, just shining brightly that couldn't be put out. Listen, you're a light. You're a light, and you're called, as a Christ follower, you are called to shine, especially when you're living in fear, especially when you're afraid. We don't have the light ever, and the reason that I bring that up now is because there are so many people in your life right now, there are so many people that God has placed in front of you right now that are unsettled, that, that, that they're looking for a place to belong in the middle of all this, that they are unsure and they are anxious about everything and they are looking for hope. And the good news is that you're a bunch of radical, faith-filled hope dealers. You are light shiners. You are love givers. 
Listen to me when I say that this virus and everything that's going on right now, it, it may be contagious, but what I'm praying is that we, as Jesus followers, that we are even more contagious with the love of God. His love, His grace, In his hope, man, we need to be out there spreading that light. I'm praying that the hope of Jesus in the middle of so much uncertainty, that it just spreads so much faster than any virus ever could. And the reason I bring that up is because whenever the world grows darker, the light shines brighter. Right? That's what we're called to do. When the world goes dark, man, we shine bright because that's when the message of the gospel. Man, that's when God... That's when God could grab a hold of hearts and pull people closer to him. And it's because we are light shiners. It's because we are hope dealers. It's because we are faith givers. Man, that's what we are as the body of Christ. And when we take the focus off of ourselves and we don't live in fear, but instead when we are out there sharing about who God is, I have found that it is very hard to be afraid of whatever's in my life when I'm focused on God and I'm sharing about him in the lives of other people. When I'm out there, when I'm trying to spread the news about who God is and about what he's capable of and about what he's done and about what he's gonna do and what I'm hoping for and what's ahead, it is so hard for me when I'm sharing that message the true message of the gospel. It's hard for me to live in fear. So back to that early church back in Acts 2 that faced so much opposition, that faced so much uncertainty. You know, that that first church, that little church, man, it, it wouldn't stop. It couldn't stop. They didn't stop praising. They didn't stop worshiping. They didn't stop giving or, or sharing. And if you ask me, that's not normal. That first church back in the middle of so much uncertainty. What would be normal in that time and what's normal is is to hide, is to draw in. But because of what they had seen and because of what they had heard and because the peace that God was giving them, man, they had faith. They gave love. And they shined the light of God's presence. And because of all that, they weren't like everybody else. And they weren't living in fear. And I want more of that in my life. You know, and, and I'm, using the, I'm using the pandemic as, like a, as a big, but there's so many things going on right now. It's not just that. Every day, I mean, e- even this weekend, new news popped up and just more things to argue about and be afraid about and just all this kind of stuff. And with everything going on, with everything that I deal with, you know, everything that I deal with as, in the life of a pastor, you know, when I get a phone call, it's not as though people call the church office just to check in to see how things are going. And, you know, usually when people call, there's something going on and all the phone calls that I receive now and just everything that's going on, it's just, it can be overwhelming. And it's so easy sometimes to live in fear. So with that in mind, you know, I'm gonna choose... Whatever's going on next, I'm going to choose to not be afraid. I'm going to recognize in the middle of whatever it is that God is with me, that I'm part of God's family, 
that no matter what happens, even in the middle of a, a pandemic or civil unrest or a crumbling economic whatever or a terrible job or an overwhelming class that I may be having in high school or a complicated relationship or a sickness within my family, I'm going to realize that I'm not alone, that God is with me and, and I will not be afraid. I will not allow it to consume me. I'm going to let God be in my tomorrow. And I'm going to do my best today. But in order to do that, it means I got I to gotta have faith and I got to trust him. And I'm going to love. I'm going to accept his love and I'm going to give his love so that love can push out fear. And when it comes to sharing the hope of God, I'm going to let his light shine in a dark world. And when I learn to do that, when I focus on faith and love and sharing, then slowly and surely, I begin to feel more of his presence. I begin to feel more of the gift of his peace and less fear. Let's pray together. God, would you just be with us? God, be with us now. And as we close our time today, God, I, I, just, I just pray that you would touch our hearts, everybody that's in this room right now, and everybody that's worshiping online. God, there are things that we're afraid of. And let me just speak to everybody that's here, whatever you're afraid of right now. Let's just take a minute and let's just give that fear to God. Let's just lay that fear at his feet. Let's just give him, let's just give him our work. Let's give him our family. Let's give him our finances. Let's give him our sickness. Let's give him whatever it is, whatever it is that is just holding us down and keeping us back from being everything that God wants us to be right now. We're all, we all live with this fear of something. Let's give it to him now. Jesus, we, just, we, we live in a time, God, that just promotes fear and anxiety to just crazy levels. So God, help us to realize the answer to the fears we face isn't so much a formula, but it's in a person. Jesus, the more we learn to put in your hands, the more we realize that we have nothing to fear because it's in your control, God. So Jesus, help us to have more faith in who you are, in your power, in your provision, God. Help us to lean more into love, the love and the care that you have for us, God, the love that we need to share with others, God, realizing that if we focus on that love, God, it pushes out fear in our life. And God, help us to be willing to share our hope in you, our faith in you, because the more we share, God, we become bold. So God, give us opportunities to shine because we know that the light shines brightest when the world's in darkness. And Jesus, we thank you most of all that your word says that you're with us, God, that when we seek you, that you hear us, and that you free us from all our fears. So God, may we just feel your presence with us now. And God, would you just 
be with us as we move through today and as we move through this new series. And Jesus, thank you for the opportunity, God, to be with you in this moment, whether we're worshiping live, whether we're worshiping online. And God, I just pray for everybody that may be here, that may everybody that, be, that is online, God, that if they have never accepted your love ever, God, that they would learn to do it now that they would learn just how much right now you love them. God, that they would feel that. Because when we accept that love, God, it changes us. And it drives all the fear and all the worry and all the anxiety, God, that perfect love that you bring. God, it gets rid of all of that and brings peace. And God, we want people to know the peace that only comes through you. God, I pray that you would touch all the hearts. And God, I just pray that you would be with this church, that you would be with the ministries here. God, that you would bless this morning's tithes and offerings. God, we thank you for your work among us. And we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen.